All right, welcome back to the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is going to be our last one for the week for world history. This is just for world history. If you are not in my world history class, it's all right. You can keep listening, but it's not going to help you be as successful in my classroom, but that's okay. So with this whole process of uh, the Industrial Revolution moving on, we have shown how it started, the social impact of industrial, industrial, industrialism, excuse me, and then we had to move on to the second stage. So there was a first a part and then a second part. The second part's actually gonna be the bigger thing that leads to mass industrialization everywhere. Before it was going, but it wasn't popping up throughout all over, it moved very slow. But science and technology are gonna go through and change the entire industry. It's gonna start with a guy named Henry Bessemer uh, with the steel process. And what he does is he's gonna find a way to change the steel, the making of steel, which makes steel now cheaper, which means we can build buildings taller, which means we can do other things that kind of replace these certain entities that are out there. After he comes through and does that, does that we're gonna get new changes in chemistry. New changes in chemistry creates new ways of doing things. It's gonna create, the first thing it actually creates is by Alfred Nobel. It's a new type of dynamite. It's an explosive in which helps, again, with the building of new buildings and the moving of land and things of that nature. After we get through that, we're gonna get into electricity. Now we're placing steam power. When we get electricity, it's a more efficient way of moving things. It's a more efficient way of keeping our lights on so that our factories can stay open later. They're not everything like that. We're going to create things like assembly lines with interchangeable parts so you don't need to be a skilled laborer anymore to put together a car or put together anything else because it's just this part goes here and then on the next product that same part goes in the same place so it's easier for everybody to fix. This second industrial revolution is all about efficiency. Before it was like, hey, we got the products, we're getting a little bit better. Now we're gonna make those products and we're gonna make them even better for the masses of the people so that they can get what they need quicker and allow more jobs to come in as well. It's what has made Europe and the United States kind of become the powers that they have is that they were able to take these processes and truly push it forward all the way by. As these processes improve and we come up with other things, two other things are going to really need to change in the world so that we can really ensure this expansion. And those two things are going to be uh, transportation and communication. So the first thing is the car is going to start getting built in 1886 by Carl Benz. He's going to start pushing together the first automobile and everything like that. And then the French are going to get there and the Germans and the Americans all of these processes with cars, again, it increases efficiency. We can get from one place to another faster. We can get, you know, we can, we don't have to live right outside of where we work. It creates more cities, it creates more expansion, it creates all of these things. And then just to even take it a step farther, shortly after the car, actually only less than 20 years later after the car is invented, the first flight takes, takes place in Kitty Hawk, uh, North Carolina by the Wilbur Brothers, and that's the first plane. And as this happens, again, we're just sitting there like, man, now we can get, I mean, it wasn't instantly that we can get across the country, but we can at least get a little bit farther. We can go a little bit farther away. Things like vacations are going to become, become a possibility and a reality for families that are making it. Communication, again, these are all ways in which 
as we become more efficient, we make the world smaller. When we make the world smaller, it makes business bigger. Because if we can reach more markets or we can communicate with more people, it creates the situation in the system in which all of basically all of our goods can be product can be protracted into one uh, set of things. So the first thing that happens is a guy named Samuel Morris is going to come out and he's going to develop a telegraph. And a telegraph is an old way in which they were able to send messages across uh, all these wires that should that soon be. Uh, that soon bounced in there. After the telegraph, that leads to this idea of what if we could talk through these same wires and the telephone is actually going to get, is going to get invented here in the United States as well. But another way to bring mass communication to all of the people that was invented in the late 1890s, early 1900s was the radio. And the radio is gonna let everybody know within a certain area, instead of getting this newspaper that if you're not living in the city could be two to three days old by the time you get it, we're gonna be able to broadcast our news. We're gonna be able to let you know what's going on in the world all through this one little thing. And so when you have all these combinations of new chemistries and uh, new electricity and new methods of production, combine it with new forms of communication and transportation and big business is going to thrive. And as big business thrives, people are going to start, uh, they're gonna start looking for investors and they're gonna sell stock in their business. And we'll get into stock kind of in another class called economics uh, later on, but this stock as it grows, allows people to, you know, expand their business more because if you're giving me money and all I've got to do, do is give you a portion of what you're worth to my business, that expansion can grow higher. Uh, this big business also are going to create monopolies. And this is where things start to break is that monopolies actually were a bad thing because monopolies meant that once I had all the gas in the area, everybody's paying $8 a gallon because you need me to get the gas. And so that was kind of one of the, the bigger issues that went into this. So some of the opposed uh, we'll get into those another day, actually about kind of the opposing views of big business. It's a big American history push, not as big in the world history climate. Um, other things that are going to start popping up there, though, uh, as as the second industrial revolution is hitting, is that we're going to get better medicine, nutrition, and health. And with that, that means we're going to start finding better ways to fight disease. We're going to use this idea called germ theory, which is this. Basically, you could stop germs by using, you know, it's what led to vaccines essentially uh, throughout this. And, you know, all these different, all these different ways of fighting disease are going to be experimented upon with the new chemistry, with the new communication and talked about throughout. And we're also going to work on improving our hospital care. So hospitals used to, you didn't want to go to a hospital to get help because the hospital was, you know, kind of backwards. Well, those hospitals changed and they're going to look at, you know, really improving, you know, the care of the person instead of just trying to fix a quick problem. As hospitals and nutrition and health get better, the city life is also going to change. And those city lives change with this idea that we're going to renew the urban parts. We're going to build landscapes. We're going to build you know, nicer areas. We're going to build skyscrapers where more people can live. We're going to improve our safety. We're going to improve our sanitation. Uh, we're going to do what we can to make life better in the slums. However, that didn't... As... As you know, we keep moving this, the slums are kind of 
they're still really awful places. The, the slums were forgotten about within the within the people of it, but people still wanted to come into the cities, even though they saw how terrible cities like New York and London were with how big their slums were, they still wanted to find this new way. So unfortunately with this though, the working class is going to win new rights that go along with it. There's going to be a growth of labor unions throughout the world that make sure us individuals as people are protected so that we can kind of get what we need and get a better situation for the everyday man instead of worrying about the bigger picture or the bigger uh, problem that might be out there. And with all these, you know, asking for more money, more breaks makes us more efficient workers, this, that, and the other thing of, you know, more days off makes me better at my job because I can rest and really get things ready. It, it leads to an overall improved standard of living. And as the standard of living improves throughout the world, it changes the way in which all business and everything within our society is done. It makes what has happened in world history become modern world history instead of old world history. It's what has changed Europe from kings and queens to now a place of you know the people and working for us. On that note, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Hope you're listening. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. Let me know how I'm doing so I can make this better for you. Have a good rest of your night. I'll talk to everybody soon. Bye.